1: You are Locked On Redskins, your daily Washington Redskins podcast,
0: part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, your team every day, every day, every day, every day. It is episode number 339 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell. Good to have you with us. Hope you guys had a good weekend. It was a Redskins free weekend on the field. So that means two things. One, they didn't lose. Two, well, you should have been a little less stressed, a little less stressed on Sunday. Because why? Well, because the Redskins didn't lose and they didn't play. So that made it a pretty good Sunday in my book, right? Because when they lose and they stink and they're putrid on offense or their defense gets lit up like a Christmas tree, it is kind of uh, stressful, right? Right. So hopefully you all enjoyed some good Sunday afternoon football. Uh, Minus the Redskins, you'll get another opportunity to do that in two weeks. When the Redskins go on by, Uh, but the matter at hand is now the Washington Redskins return to practice on Monday at Redskins Park with an extra day, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, with game plan and install and preparation for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, And we'll see where that takes us. By the way, the Buffalo Bills... Losers to the Philadelphia Eagles. If the Redskins were still in the NFC East chase, you would say, man, that stinks. Because you were hoping in inclement weather, wind, rain, in Buffalo, Buffalo's defense, that Buffalo would be able to do a good job and win a game and help the Redskins out. But alas, A, they didn't. So credit the Eagles. And B, the Redskins aren't in the NFC East divisional race, so... Uh, or the wild card race for that matter. So I, I suppose it really doesn't matter. Uh, but you were kind of hoping uh, that the Bills would uh, would take care of the, the birds uh, to help somebody out, whether it be the Redskins or not. Now, the Redskins head to Buffalo to take on old friend Lorenzo Alexander and the Buffalo Bills this Sunday, and they figure to be really angry because they didn't play well. They played well for a period of time. They didn't play well enough um, on both sides of the ball uh, this past Sunday. And so you figure they are going to be really, really, really intense about their preparation for a game that clearly they are better than the opponent and at home and coming off of a bad home loss. So we will see uh, what happens this Sunday. But we... Even though the Redskins did not play on Sunday, even though they haven't played since a 1999 loss on Thursday night in Minneapolis, there's always Redskins news. There's always stories and allegations and reports and rumors, so we're here to go over all of them. Let's start with this one. This one actually generated on Friday. And it's from JP Finley of NBC Sports Washington and also Ian Rappaport of NFL Network. So, as we all know, the Redskins have been holding on to Trent Williams. Many people don't understand why they think the Redskins are making a a terrible mistake. I've tried to explain on this podcast and on Twitter and on the radio on 1067 The Fan why I kind of understand why the Redskins are not trading Trent Williams because they're getting weekly salary cap relief in the form of at least $740,000 per week credited towards their salary cap as a rollover on their adjusted salary cap for next year because Trent Williams is suspended. He didn't report. They get money back. Trent Williams was scheduled to count around $14.5 million, somewhere in that range for this year. He's ultimately not going to cost that. I don't know what the final toll will be, but it'll be pretty much all of it that the Redskins, I think, will get back with the exception of the signing bonus proration, but even that they might get a portion or all of back. And that's $3.52 million. They will get his entire $12.5 million base salary back if Trent Williams sits out the entire year. Now, here's the caveat. As was reported in this column and has made the rounds, Ian Rampaport of NFL Network said that, quote, the tentative plan for Trent Williams is to show up before Week 10 when he has to show up to get an accrued season. He still may not play for them as he has to nurse himself back to full health, of course, but at the very least, That's the tentative plan. So, here we are, and it's week eight of the NFL season. That's not very long from now, right? That's not very long from now. What we're talking about is, hello, during the bye. Like where Trent Williams could be reporting to the Washington Redskins after according to, and maybe possibly even this week, but after, presuming the report is right, and he's going to the last possible moment for an accrued season, after this coming Sunday's game at the Buffalo Bills, the team then goes on by. That's week nine. We're just wrapping up week eight. And then the team is off week 10 and returns from the bye, week 11, with possibly Trent Williams having reported 13, 12, 10, whatever days before, theoretically medically cleared, theoretically in football shape, theoretically ready to go to get his accrued season so that... And the reason why that's important is so that he only has one year left on his deal, not two years left on his deal, which gives then the Redskins even more leverage. But by him showing up, if he shows up, as the report suggests, and he's not willing to play, then the Redskins have to, I mean, I guess they could suspend him again for conduct detrimental, if they feel like he's refusing to play and he's medically cleared and ready to play and available to play. Or they could simply deactivate him in basically sort of a hostage-type situation in which he gets his season of accrual, he gets his pay. The Redskins lose that salary cap space. And then Trent Williams just sits there and rots, and it's a big story each and every week. Is Trent going to play? Is Trent going to play? Is Trent not going to play? Is Trent mad? Of course Trent's mad. Trent wants nothing to do with the Washington Redskins. Hasn't wanted nothing to do with the Redskins. Why do you think he's doing this? I've said over and over and over and over again, if Trent ever were to come back, the Redskins aren't winning. In that particular case, because A, they lose the salary cap space, and B, he's angry as bleep. He hates them. He wants nothing to do with them. And it becomes an absolute sideshow. You think it's been bad so far? The, the, it'll bring back the Ringland Brothers' Barnum & Bailey Circus, which went out of business two years ago. Because you know the circus tent is always up at Redskins Park. I mean, the big top will be blowing off in the wind if Trent Williams' reports is medically cleared, the Redskins are losing salary cap space, he refuses to play, or some fiasco with the medical, and then there could be an arbitration hearing. And again, I'm wildly speculating on what might happen but this is all legitimate possibilities because this can happen. And in some way, shape, or form, it might happen. And it could happen. Just be prepared. Just be prepared. And remember who told you all this. And remember who's been telling you this all along. Again, the trade deadline is Tuesday. The Redskins should trade Trent Williams, the problem is, is it's going to cost them money in dead cap money to trade him. But at least they would get resources back and they would eliminate the circus. Instead, what they're probably going to do is hold on to him, force his hand, have him come back, and then we're going to have a showdown. Is Trent healthy? Is Trent not healthy? Is Trent suspended? Is Trent not suspended? Because he's not coming back willingly. I can tell you that. He's not coming back willingly. And I think... All of you know that and understand that, or at least you should if you've been listening and if you've been paying attention. And I know that you have. All right, this is the Locked On Redskins podcast episode number 339. The folks at Roman, a men's health company, are changing the game with Roman swipes, the secret to longer lasting sex. Get $10 off your favorite uh, first order of swipes and free two day shipping at getroman.com slash locked on NFL. That's getroman.com slash locked on NFL. Coming up next. <laughs> there was a NFL network report over the weekend from a credible reporter. And there were two responses from two prominent Redskins. That's coming up. We'll dissect and discuss on this what was supposed to be a Redskins free Sunday that of course turns into. The Redskins on the front burner, as always. That's next on the Locked on Redskins podcast. What's up, guys? It's Chris Russell, Locked on Redskins. Remember the days when you were always ready to go? Not to go to work. Not to go to the store because you forgot something. But ready to go to the bedroom. That's right. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed, fellas. Listen up. Bluechoop.com, That's blue like the color Blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them any day or night, even on a full stomach. Chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, and you can be ready to go whenever the opportunity comes about. If you could benefit from a little extra function, fellas, and more confidence where it matters, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew. Is prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. If you visit bluechew.com. You get your first shipment for free when you use our special promo code LOCKED ON. Just pay $5 shipping again. That's B L U E com Promo code LOCKED ON to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. Get it now, guys.
1: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Hi, right, once again, it is episode number 339 of the Locked On Redskins Podcast. So you thought the Redskins were off on Sunday, right? Well, they technically were, which means they couldn't lose, which is a good thing. Um, and again, maybe you're... Uh, Your aggravation, your stress level went down significantly uh, because they didn't have the opportunity to lose and drive you crazy. However, as we mentioned in our opening segment and Salvo with the Trent Williams situation and report about him reporting before week 10 uh, and then maybe not being medically right and cleared and nursing and whatever, Um, and what kind of fiasco that's going to turn out to be. There were three other stories this weekend and on Sunday that emerged that will make you shake your head because it's just so typical of the Redskins. Even when they're quiet, even when they're not around, they're always around. There's always trouble. There's always something, which is good and bad. So let's start with this. Saturday. Saturday. Mike Garafolo of NFL Network, uh, who I've known for a number of years, is a really good guy, is an excellent reporter, has dr- done a tremendous job developing sources all around the NFL. Uh, has gone from you know a, a New Jersey type news, uh, Giants writer to a national television and media personality. And I, you know, again, I, I'll admit, I'm partial. I like Mike a lot. So on Saturday on NFL Network. Again, the league's owned and operated network. Mike Garifolo is hosting with D'Angelo Hall and somebody else. I believe it was Michael Robinson, but I'm not sure. And they're discussing the whole Dwayne Haskins situation and a little bit about Adrian Peterson. And Garofolo starts hemming and hawing like, I've been trying to dance around this, but here's the deal. Someone told Garofolo, and I don't know where it happened in the locker room on the plane on the sideline we don't know and Mike did not make it clear that Adrian Peterson essentially ripped into or implored Dwayne Haskins to get really serious about his work ethic and about knowing the playbook and about practicing harder, and about doing things bigger, better, and smarter, and quicker than he was doing them. And the idea behind it is, as Garofolo relayed, was Adrian Peterson basically sent the message saying, they all see and they all think you can't do it. Go out and prove that you can. Go out and prove that they're wrong. So I didn't think it was anything that hostile. I mean, it, it could be interpreted that way, that AP was bending Dwayne Haskins' ear and trying to motivate him or trying to criticize him. But again, it depends on how you interpret what the report was. Garofalo didn't say he was angrily doing it. Garofolo didn't say that he got this from Adrian Peterson. Garofolo was saying that somebody told him about this and apparently there are others that know about it. And that's, that's the context. Now, I would tell you this. A lot of times, tone, intent, message, and different versions can emerge. And nobody knows exactly what's the truth except for the two parties directly involved or maybe three parties directly involved. So maybe Garofalo was given the wrong information. Maybe Garofolo, whoever told him this, Made it worse than it was. Maybe it was a pep speech, a pep talk. Maybe it was a, like, you know, when we have to sometimes level with our our spouse, our friend, our kids, our brother, our sister, whatever the situation is, right? Sometimes you have to say, hey, look, put down that donut. You don't need it. I know I need that. Or, hey, you know what? Be nice. You didn't do this right. Or, hey, you know what? Wash your hands after going to to the bathroom. Uh, You don't want to say that. You don't want to do that. But sometimes that's what we have to do as human beings. So maybe that's what Adrian Peterson was doing here. Maybe Adrian Peterson was just saying, look, I'm 34 years old. I want to win. And I'm frustrated that we're not winning. But I want you to succeed. I want to help you. I want to help make you better. So if his perception is, hey, you know what? Dwayne Haskins is not going fast enough or is not taking enough advice from the coaches or is not progressing fast enough, and then Adrian sees it on the field and knows what's coming next over the next nine days and knows what's coming in the next few weeks, he's saying, look, maybe I can get to the kid. Maybe I can wake him up. Maybe I can help him out. Maybe I can be the veteran leader that I know I am. So I didn't take anything terrible or negative or anything like that from this. But then Adrian Peterson responded to the video that NFL Network put up. And he said, quote, If you didn't hear something direct from me, please don't attribute it to me. I believe in Dwayne and his potential with more time, support, And commitment, he can grow, groan, like any other rookie player. He said groan, but he can grow like any other rookie player, and he tagged it hashtag HTTR. Okay, that sounds like Adrian Peterson is saying, I didn't really say that. I certainly didn't say it in the tone that it's being presented. I don't know who told you that, but you didn't hear it directly from me, so please don't put my name to it. You could have said, you know, a veteran player or whatever. I think Adrian Peterson's got every right to be a little bit annoyed and to say what he said. However, I did want to double down on this when he said, I believe in Dwayne and his potential with more time, support, and commitment. And commitment. Now, time, natural, right? We all understand you get better with time if you work at something. If you try hard at something, right? Support. We all understand he didn't have support from the head coach, the former head coach, just like Adrian Peterson didn't. So I can totally see that. Commitment. Ah. That's what I want to double down on. Does commitment mean commitment from the Redskins, i.e., this kid's going to play, and this kid's going to play now, and he's going to learn on the job, and he's going to get better, and he's going to go through the bumps and bruises? Or... Or is he talking about Dwayne Haskins' commitment? See, that's what we don't know. And now these are his words. These are his words. So now Adrian Peterson can't say, look, don't attribute anything to me if I didn't say it, because here Adrian Peterson said it. And he's talking about more time, fine. Support, fine. Commitment. He doesn't say commitment on whose end. The Redskins end or Haskins end. So he leaves stuff open for interpretation. And that is a tricky spot right there because we don't know if he's talking about commitment from Dwayne or commitment from the team or maybe just from both, in which case he would probably be right. So that's a situation to monitor as we move forward. Dwayne Haskins then responded to all of this, saying and retweeting what Adrian Peterson said and just simply said, quote, please don't involve me in this BS media narrative. So he's clearly saying that Mike Garofolo is making this up, that this isn't true. He's not leaving any anything to be interpreted or chopped up here. He's just saying it's a BS media, media narrative. Look, I don't know who's telling the truth here, but I, I, I don't know Dwayne Haskins very well. I've only met him once. Um, I, I, I've only talked to Adrian Peterson a couple of times. I don't know him personally as well. I do know Garofalo. is not making this up. Now, could it have been, again, misinterpreted? Somebody heard this and interpreted it a certain way that AP was kind of, you know, upset? Gareth never said he was upset. He was just saying, hey, look, you know, this is what you have to do to shut them up. This is what you have to prove in order to get them off your back, in order to show them that you are ready to go, that you are fully in. Otherwise, they're going to keep up with this whole narrative that was, to be fair, created by the former head coach and people that talked off the record to the media And also by reports that Dwayne Haskins around the NFL is not held in high regard. That some teams, a lot of teams thought he was a second, maybe a third round pick. So there you go. That's that situation. When we come back, we'll finish up the Locked on Redskins podcast with word on Josh Norman.
1: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast.
0: Part of the Locked
1: On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
0: All right, so we finish up the Locked On Redskins podcast like this. NFL Network's Ian Rappaport reporting that the Redskins are shopping Josh Norman. Yay! Really? Go figure. Uh, Josh Norman has been terrible this year. Um, People can defend him in the media all they want because Josh gives them good sound bites. He's been awful. I just wish somebody would have listened to this podcast and listened to what I wrote and what I said on 106.7 The Fan back in February. Coaches and people in the football operations wanted to move on from Josh Norman. They wanted him out. They didn't think he was good. They certainly didn't think he was worth it, and they thought he was a divisive locker room presence. And many people laughed that off and dismissed that. And then Jay Gruden came out and said, yeah, Josh hasn't been good enough at the owner's meetings. He needs to be great. And then all of a sudden, people said, oh, crazy old Rooster knew what he was doing and saying. Rooster is radio nickname for those of you that don't know. They should have traded him six months ago. Dan Snyder, Bruce Allen, didn't want to trade him. Now, at the time, to be fair to them, they didn't have a proven cornerback option because Quentin Dunbar had played good last first half of last year and then missed much of the second half of last year. And he's still developing, although he's been great so far this year. Again, Fabian Moreau was a little up and down last year, but was pretty good playing both the slot and outside, depending on, again, injury, to Quentin Dunbar. So I did understand the Redskins' hesitancy to trade Norman. The problem was, now his value is completely ruined. There's nobody that thinks Josh Norman is any good. Nobody. Now, that doesn't mean somebody won't take him, but will they accept his salary on the books for next year? with a dead cap hit of $3 million and the rest of this year? Would they accept that for a guy that is the fifth worst graded corner among 112, according to Pro Football Focus? No thanks. Eh, Not happening. Nobody wants Josh Norman. Good luck getting rid of him. The Redskins, as usual, waited way, 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 way too long, as usual as they shouldn't have done. They were too busy thinking, hey, Josh Norman brings some sort of sex appeal, some sort of glitz and glamour to the Washington Redskins that makes us relevant. Instead, they brought back a highly paid football player that wasn't in, wasn't great last year in any way, and that's the kindest way I can say it, And has been terrible so far this year, no matter how many excuses are made for him. And that the coaching staff did not want, period. This is what you get. This is why the culture is not very good, Bruce. It's not damn good. It's not very good. That's the culture. Okay, and that's, again, the nicest way I can say that. And the last thing that we'll have for you, and we'll touch more on this later on, is according to Jason Locke and 4 of CBS Sports and Radio.com, several teams, including the Indianapolis Colts and the Baltimore Ravens, among others, are poking around on Ryan Kerrigan, who has one year left on his deal after this year off to a slow start. Going to be 32 uh, at the end of the deal. Certainly, I understand that Ryan Kerrigan is frustrated. He'll never admit it, um, other than being a true pro. Uh, but I would say this, if the Redskins could get something pretty decent from the Indianapolis Colts, where Ryan grew up a fan of an hour from Indianapolis, I would try and make that deal. The Redskins are not winning anytime soon, and I think we all know that, and they need as much draft capital as they can get. We'll have more on that coming up throughout the week, as well the Redskins return to the practice field. I'm Chris Russell. Thanks for being with us. Make sure you check out at Locked Redskins on Twitter, and you can email me, rustlemania09 at gmail.com. Have a great start to your week. Adios.